1: And we're back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ray. I'm with my boy Connor. We're with our girl Sarah. And welcome to the Dear Pat's Nation podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports, where Sunday through Thursday you get an extra podcasty thingy from Connor and I. We do an extra half an hour, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, depending on the night. Sunday through Thursday, we only charge five bucks. No tears, no nothing like that. Great conversations last night. We give you little clips on YouTube to see what we talk about. And if you want to support the shows another way, you can support it in style by going to the Deer Pats Nation merch shop. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Deer Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Deer Pats Nation merchandise. All right. I need to address something before we really get going, if that's okay with you two. Okay. So... Yesterday we came on the show and I read some read something that someone had sent me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I broke my cardinal rule, Connor. I read the comments today. Oh boy, not good. Oh. And you, You tell me not to. You tell me you got it handled. You'll respond to everybody. I need to tell you guys something. For those of you who said it was clickbait and I was making it up. I'm not even going to justify... I was going to come in here and justify something, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to I'm gonna lay some straight facts on you. If I was going to make things up, I would have done it a month ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because right now, it has nothing to even do with us. Right now, because of where we are in the Patriots season, my video could say, we're going to kick rocks and put Patriots in brackets, and our views would be, almost identical right a month ago when we were struggling for content that would have been the time for me to make up a story since 2017 i've never talked about sources or made anything up i don't know why i would start in the middle of a time when i don't need to and i know that i want to come out here and tell you that your comments don't bother me but i you know we just talked about it the other night i have a fragile ego of course they bother me i don't like i mean listen You can call me an idiot. I am. You can call me stupid. I am. You can just call me a Homer. I am. Don't forget Bozo. Oh, a (laughs) Bozo. Little bit. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a guy who gets trolled by a guy named Mr. Snoopy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point.
1: The one thing, the one thing you can't do. And I think you two would agree with me. I think a lot of our, our viewers would agree with me. You can't. You can't question my integrity, Mm -hmm. right? I read what somebody sent me. I told you I was as as skeptical as you, you know? Yep. And I'm going to be honest with you like that. You don't think when I get this and nobody with blue check marks is saying it, then I'm not going, why are you telling me? I'm only here to tell you that if there was ever a time I was going to make things up, they would be in March or like uh, beginning of March, pre-agency. pre It would be February. I thought it was April for some reason right now. You know, but Gosh. in the beginning of March, <laughs> February after the Super Bowl, August in the dog days of summer. Not now. This is not the time to make things up because right now, it doesn't matter what we do. We're going to get views just for the sake of it. Right. this is the best time. To be a Patriots, your football creator. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just thought I'd clear that up with you guys. If I was ever going to lie and make up a story, it wouldn't be now. Fair I enough. I, I, what, I, what I'll promise everybody, if what I read last night happens, I won't come out here and flex. We will. but, but it, No, <laughs> you can. But if it doesn't happen, I'll come out here and eat a shit sandwich. If it doesn't happen. Okay. All right. That'll okay. that's that's my deal. I throw it to everybody.
2: All right. That's if fair. If it
1: happens, I won't even mention that I read it, that I, you know, knew about this ahead of time. But if it never happens, I will eat shit after the draft. All right. I want to ask you guys something right now. Do you think the Patriots are done signing free agents, or do you think that Belichick still has moves to go? I personally think that he's done. I
0: think if he does sign anyone, it will be very minuscule signings, like some debt piece or some random like uh, special teams guys. But I think for the most part that they're they're done and they're they're focusing on the draft right now.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I feel like it feels like it would be done just because of who they've signed and they basically don't really have any holes, but. I never roll anything out when it comes to Belichick. So I wouldn't be surprised if something happens while we're on here tonight. I mean, and we're still waiting on JC Jackson news. Like the, um, Jakob Johnson news came out today. Um, since Jackson still signed to a tender, I'm assuming we're going to hear about that, but any big moves, I mean, What's up? What's up? I don't think, I, I, I don't think so, but there's still, I did see a thing too. They're still saying that the, the, um, Jimmy Garoppolo trade is still possible. So That's still floating around. So you never know.
1: You never know. Connor, do you know Dennis? Or does he just like you and not not us? (laughs) No, I do. I do.
2: (laughs) He's saying hey to his favorite person on here. So So that's a personal friend.
0: I'm I'm flattered,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) You're flattered that they're actually
1: paying attention? Absolutely. Anytime anyone pays attention to me, I'm I'm (laughs) taken back by it. So when when I do the Boston tour and have a beer with each and every one of your friends individually, will will that person be one of them? Absolutely. You got a lot of people. You're gonna have to meet. You're gonna need to come for a gotta, long time. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have, you're to, spend gonna have a to come w- for like at least a week. I'm gonna have to come for a week just so you that's can introduce saying. me to everybody. Yeah. No, I'm down. I'm down. It's it's might be bad for your liver. You're gonna have to drink a lot of beer. Well, I'll you know my wife can go shopping and you can take me beer drinking. There you go. I think that's right. fair, right? And your dad owes me a beer. Like we got a yep. lot of we got, got a, I got a lot of beer. I got to drink. My dad will buy you multiple beers. <laughs> I love it. Uh, probably the biggest supporter of our show is 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 Mr. Carney. I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to call him Mr. Carney, but I don't want to say his first name on the podcast, so I'm just going to call him Mr. Carney. But
0: Definitely biggest one supporter, of
1: biggest supporter of our show, uh, more than my dad for sure. <laughs> well, I, I, I think Ross still takes the cake, but my my dad's definitely top 10. Um. Okay, so the reason I asked you guys were done. I read something interesting from Oliver Conley today, and for the life of me, I think it's the Boston Herald, but I can't remember. Okay? Mm-hmm. Honestly can't remember. And he wrote today that Bill Belichick turned his team into a winning machine by exploiting the NFL's market inefficiencies but he appears to have abandoned the winning formula. And he basically goes into uh it basically goes into the story about how, you know, Belichick was famous for sitting back for two days. I mean, like I said, this offseason was so crazy for us because we are just not used to Belichick making moves on day one. 100%. Right? We're just we're not used to it. And we're kind of sitting back. You know, and and we're usually waiting like in Belichick's usually like day three, day four, and he starts signing the pieces we've seen this week, you know, the the backup linebacker special team specialist, Mm -hmm. right? That's what we're used to. And they're saying that basically what Conley was saying was that Belichick abandoned that winning formula and he went out and he spent a bunch of money. My argument to that is is you can have Belichick's formula when you're doing two things. A hitting in the draft, and we've yeah. we've all admitted on the show we are still Bill Belichick fanboys, but we've all admitted 2017 to 2020, minus a few players. You know, Kyle Duggar, right? Mike yeah. Onwenu, Uche Winovich. Besides a few, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody, JC Jackson's a UDFA. But besides a few, it hasn't been kind to them,
0: right? Very true.
2: Right,
1: it hasn't been kind to them. And because of that, he had to spend money. You also don't have Tom Brady, who can sort of work through some of those deficiencies. You know, you still need to give Brady a good offensive line. You still got to give him a couple guys who can catch the football. You still need to give him a little bit of a running game. But you can be successful with Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan, right? Because of Tom Brady. You're probably, and this isn't a knock to, to to Cam Newton because Tom Brady's the greatest ever play the game and Cam Newton isn't. No other quarterback is because there's only one to be the greatest ever play the game. Cam Newton, though, probably isn't winning a Super Bowl with an injured Rob Gronkowski who's out and Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, and Julian Edelman, right? It's just probably not going right. to happen. Mm-hmm. Highly unlikely, yeah. So even though he abandoned that winning formula, Belichick, did he really have a choice? He kind of had to go out and make these moves, no? And he had he had to address this because we assume that he's going to have to do something to get the quarterback of the future in the draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think it was inevitable that they had to go out there and spend money in free agency in order to get back into like serious Mm -hmm. contention. And you're right. They haven't hit a home run in the draft in quite some time. I know when we look back on it, people say Belichick doesn't know how to draft. That's obviously incorrect. He's hit home runs a bunch of times. Rob Gronkowski, um, I mean, that one was obviously out of the park, Dante, Hightower, McCordy. So there have been a bunch of great picks, but in the past few years, I mean, he hasn't really crushed it with anybody. So, it, I mean, it was it was kind of inevitable that they had to go out there and he had to open up his wallet for once and actually spend some money to get them back into contention.
2: And they had a ton of money like what were they wanting them to do like did they just want Belichick to sit on like 63 million in cap space like of course they were going to spend money so it's just funny because it just depends on the year like generally they've criticized him for not spending enough money they've said oh you don't want to pay your players you give them discounts and blah 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 you never bring in top tier talent then he goes out and spends a ton of money. Like every other team does, and he's criticized for that. So it's it's basically like a lose-lose situation, but the Patriots are winning this time because he picked up some great players in free agency.
1: Yeah, and that's going to get to my next question. I'm just going to address uh, Ross's super chat that says, sunglasses are the priciest thing on your desk, right? (laughs) And he says that because I took a picture of my frozen computer screens and tweeted it out and said, we're going to be Uh late again and let (laughs) me know it was because of them. I also need to shout out Dennis and say, because I want to try these ice cream sandwiches, Connor. You're going to have to,
0: man. My mom makes a lot of really good things. Ice cream sandwiches is definitely one of them.
1: Okay, so what's so special about your mom's ice cream sandwiches? You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Let, <laughs> she let's makes keep, them from scratch. Let's keep this serious, and then, then we'll get into it. I'm, remind me to bring this back up after, okay? Okay. <laughs> because of Belichick changing the formula in free agency, do you think that Bill Belichick will change his draft strategy now? Right, because so hear me out. This is what because let's if you look backwards at who he drafts. Yeah. What we know about Belichick is is he's really likes to draft specialists in a lot of different positions. He doesn't really draft the all-around linebacker. It's either the run-stopping linebacker or it's the pass-rushing linebacker, right? He doesn't draft, you know, the all-around receiver. He drafts someone who does one thing really, really well. And the Patriots have made a career offensively and defensively of having guys who do one or two things really, really well, having an even rotation. Because you're not hitting in the draft, you've had to go spend all this money, you've addressed a lot of the things. I still believe he's going to trade up and get a quarterback, which is obviously a very different strategy. So he's going to lose some capital for the rest of the draft. But when we get into those later rounds, is he going to continue on drafting those guys who do one or two things really, really well? Or do you think he's going to start doing what Lawrence likes to call the BPA, the best or BAP? Yeah, you know, best available BAP, I mean. Best available player? Is he going to go out and not just guys who are like, okay, he's a really hard worker and does these one or two things really well? Is he going to go out and be like, you know what? Maybe he doesn't completely fit that mold of what we think of, but he's so versatile. We want to bring him in. Or do you think he's going to continue on the way he's been drafted in the past? I think this year is going to be different. I think it's time for him to sell
0: out, move up, and go after the quarterback of the future. Um, I know, obviously, in the past, he's tried to get a lot of value out of a lot of different guys. I don't think this year is going to be a year where he tries to get somebody, you know, third, fourth, fifth round, who's very good at one thing. I think it's time to package up some picks, kind of forget about that mentality and go for the quarterback of the future, whatever, whatever it takes. I want to see them get someone.
2: I feel like his free agent signings, like we we talked about last week or so, maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember time. Just mushes together. But um, how much pressure is on Belichick to to do really well in the draft? I feel like his free agency signings kind of take a little bit of that off because he doesn't have as many spots to to fill anymore because he's filled them so much already with the free agents. So I wouldn't. I I do think I do still think he's going to move up for a quarterback, but. I feel like a lot of the ones he signed in free agency too, they're not all really like versatile players. They are very much like they're good at specific things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks with that in the draft. I would
1: would disagree with that a little bit because if you look at his bigger signings, okay, Matt Judon is really a one trick pony. He's a pass rush guy. Mm -hmm. Jalen Mills can play all over the secondary. Yeah. I would this was gonna be my next point, so I'm just gonna bring it up and then we can talk about it. But Nelson Aguilar and his thing, he said he's expecting a very versatile role with the Patriots this year because he can't play versatile. Yeah. Um, both Henry and Jonu Smith are both inline blocking tight ends and receiving tight ends, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's where in the past, outside of Gronk, we've seen the Patriots go with either we have receiving tight ends or we have inline blocking tight ends. So I would disagree with that, that he actually did go out. And look, I was really down on Dietrich Weiss Jr. until last season, and I kind of saw his versatility because he has the ability to play inside and outside. Yeah. He signed Henry Anderson. Who's an edge guy. He's there to set the edge on the run. He's not there to pressure the quarterback. He's there to set the pressure on the run. But I would say that from a lot of his moves and and Kendrick Bourne is a very versatile receiver as well. Right. I would say, Mm -hmm. um, you know, It's, you know, Trent Brown can play the left and right side, right? Ted Karras is a guy who can probably play tackle as well. He's already said he'll play tackle if he needs to. He can play all five positions. I would say Belichick actually went out and brought in a lot of guys who can actually, like, who can actually play versatile outside of, like, a Matt Judon and Henry Anderson. Um, Probably Davin Gotcha as well. Again, more of a run stuffer, you know, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's brought in a lot of that. That's what's been different to me. is He's brought in a lot of guys who can be versatile. Where like Stephon Gilmore is actually not versatile. He actually plays awful in zone and deep coverage. He's much better in man to man. You know, when they figured that out, the Patriots just put him in straight man. And the Patriots, I mean, they've always liked man, but they play a lot of man now. And I think that's exactly, I think it's for Stephon Gilmore. And JC Jackson's pretty good in man as well as at number two. Right. Um, but yeah. I was going to ask, so that that was my question. Um, Because Aguilar says he's expecting to be a versatile role. You know, people keep calling him an overpay, and I keep saying you can't say that March 25th or 26th, whatever it may be. We're not going to know if we overpaid or underpaid for him until you know December when we see how his season kind of rolled out. But because he's expecting to come play a versatile role, because I think when we talked about it, When we talked about bringing, you know, about him coming in, we kind of looked at him as a guy to take the top off the defense.
0: Line up outside,
1: streak down the field. Mm -hmm. If he's already expecting to be versatile, by the way, he's been, I didn't realize that before uh, Cam went out to the West Coast, they were in Atlanta working out together, Aguilar and Cam. So they were already putting in the work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he could. He could do it. McChicken is saying, bring in Cordell Patterson. He's been on the Patterson train forever, and he is. Cordell Patterson can play running back. He can do everything. you got James White now who can be versatile, which is still why I think they should bring back Rex Burkhead because he's a Swiss Army knife. And I just wonder if they looked at, like, Patrick Chung. And I think Jalen Mills is there to be the next Patrick Chung, the Swiss Army knife, right? Mm -hmm. He can do things. Yeah. But... So I was going to ask you guys, like, is that the big difference in Belichick spending this year? Has been more bringing in those versatile guys who can do multiple things?
0: Yeah, I I would say so. I mean, we're looking at this now. I mean, the entire thing, the entire offseason has been unprecedented for Bill Belichick. We've never seen anything like this. This is completely the polar opposite of what he usually does. But he has brought in a bunch of guys who are going to be able to do different stuff. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne being two of them. Um, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, obviously. Uh, Yeah, Jalen Mills. We know Jalen Mills can play corner. Then the next week he's going to be playing safety. I think Belichick's going to use him all over the place. You never know where Jalen Mills is going to be. I I I think they're going to be pretty stacked everywhere you look because they're going to have so much flexibility.
2: I think that if he moves up in the draft and probably gets a quarterback, I think that will give us the biggest answer of what he's doing, that he's continuing to go and get whatever guys he wants in versatile players and whatever, because this it's just going to be another situation where he's doing something that we haven't seen ever. So if he does that, then I feel like we know how the rest of the draft is probably going to go.
1: All right. So let me ask you guys this. Who is your favorite signing of the off season? I know who mine is. Who do you, who is your guys' favorite signing of the off season?
0: After the fact, looking at like how, how their like reaction towards coming to new England is, I'd say Kendrick Bourne, um, prior to that, my favorite was John U. Smith, just cause I was pumped. They finally had a legitimate tight end.
2: I don't know if I have a single favorite. I'm just like one of those people. Like I just, I'm just excited in general about the people that they brought they're in wearing a just,
1: Patriots Jersey. They're all good.
2: Yeah. Nick, just, Nick
1: folk say Nick, Nick folks,
2: Nick folk.
1: I was <laughs> dreaming
2: about it. I woke up and it happened. So, nice. um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just get excited. Cause they're just excited and they're just you know ready to to be a patriot and whatever i'm just excited about that so i'm just excited for the season i don't have a favorite
1: she doesn't have the name make homer for nothing guys okay yeah just i did my
2: shirt today too i bought my shirt today so you'll be seeing that soon
1: baller baller mm-hmm. i was working on our new uh shout out to chevy again chevy on productions I sent, know, us, sent us the artwork for the new stuff listen we got a shirt coming out it's gonna be a limited edition connor saw the art i'll send it to sarah after too it's oh i loved it did you love it connor it's the one you sent me that's coming out yeah
0: that's going to be a hilarious that's gonna be a limited awesome. yeah, yeah that I, should be a limited edition I, I had
1: to get your permission to use it absolutely
0: <laughs> i think it's awesome shout out to chevy on man
1: um I'm excited my favorite signing was matt judon uh to start with everybody knows that i'm such like i was such a a Matthew Judon fanboy last year and and throughout his career. So and again, I talked about it. I mean, Connor, you got the personal text from me, like, and and you got that you got to hear about Matt Judon all through SportsCaster. I I loved the guy. Yes,
0: yeah, I remember you talking about him for a while. I knew who, who he was just based on you bringing him up.
1: But I'm like you. After the fact, it's Kendrick Bourne. We talked about this yeah. on Patreon yeah. the other night. I mean, he yep. is just talk about a guy and they they all have embraced like they've all embraced like the Patriots way and wanting to be a Patriot and all that kind of stuff but like this guy has just brought it to a new level him and him and Jalen Mills have just brought it to an absolute yes. new level yes I
2: feel like I missed my opportunity to say Cam Newton and I apologize no. to everybody who all may right. have been expecting that so maybe I should have said my favorite off-season Fair signing enough. was Cam Newton
1: this oh, one's harder, this fight, Joe. This one is harder. Sheesh. and Joe had Both a good question. Jugular. Joe had a good question up top that I wanted to look at too, because my I was actually gonna—I was actually gonna put it out to McChicken to give me the answer. <laughs> Shout out, McChicken. All right, but who's flip the question? Who's your least favorite signing?
2: Least favorite.
1: Um, let me think
0: about who they've signed. I'm trying to think of who I can say is my least favorite. Um,
2: I don't know if I have a least favorite. <laughs> That's how I am.
0: I man. will say. Ah, uh, I need to hard. hear who they signed. I don't know. I can't think of somebody who I, I can say is my list. least favorite.
2: Um, Matt
1: Judon. Yep. Jonu Smith. Yep. Hunter Henry. Friend. Nope. Jalen Mills. Nope. Nelson Aguilar. Nope. David Andrews. No. Nope. Davin Gotcha.
0: Nope.
1: Kendrick Bourne. Nope. Kyle Van Noyes. I don't know if you saw Gary. I saw that. Gary Tangay's got a new thing for him. Oh, Kyle Van Noy. Henry Anderson. Friend of the show. Gary (laughs) Tangay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Big friend. (laughs) Henry Anderson. um, Ted Karras. James White. Nick Folk. Raquan McMillan, who you guys better not say. Okay. Former Buckeye, Montravius Adams.
0: Oh, he sounds like a good candidate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: sorry, <laughs> Adams.
2: His name?
1: I actually, like him. He, I think he's going to be a good rotational piece. I just, I just don't know him. So Lawrence he's, Guy. Okay. I know. I, I say Leroy, but what's his name? Leroy.
2: I think it's Leroy. L A Roy.
1: That's what I said last night, Leroy, and you and you guys said it was something else.
2: No, because the person wrote Leroy, like L E. Oh,
1: yeah, Leroy Reynolds. Um, I'll pro- I'm gonna pick Leroy Reynolds, even though he's a special team ace, and I think he's good. It let's say it's because he's 31 years old. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Adams.
2: <laughs> Should I go with my a Homer take? because I would say Kyle Van Noy because I don't appreciate what he did to Cam Newton last year.
1: Wow. He's going to buy him dinner, though. He's going to buy him dinner. He's going to smooth well, it over. He's so. trying to make it yeah. good. He's already said he's well, the oh, heat good. of the battle and to make it better.
2: Well, until it's good, then we're not good.
0: You'll never guess who Chris's, Chris Summers' least favorite signing was. Oh,
1: I probably couldn't. It can't be Cam Newton. Yeah. That couldn't be his favorite.
2: Very rude.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Dave, thank you, says, with all the new signings and players returning to the team. Uh, what hopes have this year's draft players of actually making it onto the 53 man roster? Oh, lots of them. Lots of them. Um, Look, I love Nick Folk, but I would love for the Patriots, even if it's an unrestricted or, you know, an undrafted free agent to get their kicker of the future. Nick Folk right. is, is, you know. I think he's older. 37. And I say he's almost my dad's age. You right. know what I mean? And it's sad. He's only two years older than me. But he's he's an older guy, you know. <laughs> yep. And for a kicker, he's probably got a good three years left. But I would love for them to, to actually get a kicker. Um, Yeah, guys will make this team. I mean, especially if you get, like, a quarterback, if you bring in another running back, which I think they will. Um, I think, you know, the first round, yeah. These guys will make the team. Uh, the the Patriots don't forget. There was guys on the fifty three man roster last year that was dead weight. They were they were seat fillers. They'll lose their job, and and the new guys will take over. And some of the guys won't. Some of the guys will be cut. You know, uh, it's just the way it happens. All right. Yeah, I think it might be a little bit more difficult for guys at
0: the bottom of the draft, like the sixth and seventh round picks. But I expect anybody to, who's drafted in the first, you know, one to four rounds to still make the roster.
2: Yeah, and there's a ton of people that need to be cut as it is. I mean, they have a, like almost 80 players on the team. So, I mean, it's just going to be a huge change anyway um, by the time they sign those guys. So, who knows?
1: Okay, so Michael Hurley from CBS Boston wrote a great piece today. I'm not going to read you guys a piece. You can go look it up, but I'm just going to read you the title and we can talk about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to say that outside of like Evan Lazar, Mike Reese, and Doug Kide, and Doug Kide. I, I gotta give him. I, look, I'm not petty. When you do things right, you do things right, and Doug Kide has been doing things right. But Ben Volen,
0: oh, uh. the
1: the man who, when the Boston Globe asked me why you can't sign your subscription, I said <laughs> because of Ben Volen. Fair enough. Shaughnessy. Oh yeah, he's terrible. James Stewart, yeah. Fledger Mass.
2: Did Zoll. you see? Did you see? Um, I'm not. I'm just saying. Did you see? Tommy Curran got hacked. Apparently, yes, I apparently a couple did. of them. Yeah. He was I sending didn't.
1: DMs. He was sending DMs and stuff to people. Mm-hmm. Tommy Curran's another one, though. Yeah. Um. There's another guy right now that's on this like on this rampage about Boston sports. But outside of a few, it's been a pretty negative thing. Michael Hurley wrote an article today that was called the Patriots are good again, and it's okay to admit it now. Mm -hmm. And I would just love for everybody who's doubting to just be okay that the Patriots are good again. Am I wrong?
0: No. No. Definitely not. I mean, they went seven and nine last season, and they've gotten astronomically better in this offseason by going out and signing two of the best, well, probably no, the two best tight ends on the open market. They went in and got two wide receivers. They filled the hole at defensive tackle. They signed Matt Judon. They brought back Kyle Van Noy. They signed Jalen Mills. I'm, I mean, this team has a ton of talent around it, and they were just below five hundred last season. So I would expect them to be better. Obviously. So I mean they, they're obvious they're they're gonna be a good team. Yes. Anyone who says they're not going to be a good team is lying to themselves.
2: Well, and I feel like there's no pleasing the Boston media either. I mean, like when they went on the second half of their um, the dynasty of the dynasty basically, they were still like complaining, you know, and yep. I, I almost kind of feel like, I've said this a few times, but it it feels like people enjoyed that they went seven and nine last season and they were kind of hoping for that to continue at least longer. So I I feel like part of them is disappointed that they've gotten some pretty great players in free agency because they didn't want that to happen.
1: Right. I'm not entirely sure what I missed. Can somebody help me out with the turtle incident? I know we're not talking about Izzo. Um. I don't. I, I don't,
0: don't know, know anything. But they about all the keep talk,
1: They all keep talking about it. Tu- we know what I will. I told you guys what Ryan Izzo did.
0: Yeah. Yep. He did something very bad with turtles. Yeah. 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 He's a bad man. He should be cut for that. I don't oh, know, he's maybe. already been traded. He's Never been traded. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, been he's on
2: the Texans now. So Rhino
1: snapped. Him. Rhino snapped. He's Rhino's a big animal lover, right? And especially reptiles. He, this guy plays with snakes and stuff. That freaks mm. me out. I told to him a, I told him he was a weirdo.
2: Snakes are so scary.
1: Yeah. Listen, the snakes, it's in the Bible. They're bad. Okay. It's in the very first, it's in the very first story of the Bible. (laughs) Um, guys, we're gonna take a really, really quick break here. Pause for the cause, whatever you want to call it. You're gonna hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Believe it or not, from our sponsors over at manscaped.com, because apparently they noticed I wasn't playing it. And Mm. oh, I took I took a stance and they brought up a contract so we're going to hear from our (laughs) sponsors over at manscaped.com you can hear about our patreon page and another little quick dose of our merch shop we will be back with you in about four minutes. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah and I talking about the Patriots the sell and the red sox but we'll also have exclusive interviews behind the scene footage bloopers early views of videos that aren't available on youtube live streams exclusively for patreon members and that's just scratching the surface we're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you We're not in this to get rich We're not in this to rip you off We just want enough to pay our bills And being able to create on Patreon Is just one way we're trying to do it So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 PM Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise.
0: And we're back.
1: I got so wrapped up reading <laughs> an email that I forgot to put his back on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, back. It, it just got pointed out to me that on that limited edition shirt they were putting, one of your tweets are on there, and, and Sarah just pointed mm-hmm. out to me that it's a tweet that you retweeted yourself.
2: <laughs> that nice. makes it so much better though, because <laughs> it says you retweeted your own tweet.
1: And I think that it's only got one retweet, which means that, that <laughs> retweet <laughs> That makes it, makes it more it official. Better. Oh yeah. man. That makes it very limited. Limited Sorry, edition. We you took big risks last year with giveaways. I did as well, um I in did. some sense.
0: And you the were, Patriots you somehow
1: won every time. You were a lot, were a, a lot <laughs> bigger than my wrist because I was just yep. doing Manscaped stuff. Uh, please go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code RayRoute because we are contractually obligated to tell you to go to Manscaped.com mm-hmm. and use the promo code RayRoute. Do it. Um, they're going to pay us, by the way. That makes sense. They're going to they, review it next week. Definitely do it. Yeah, but. Lot of behind the scenes BS there. I'll tell you off air. These guys probably aren't interested. Um see on Patreon. See on Patreon. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the whole story, go on Patreon because we always seem to finish that podcast with 10 minutes of ranting and raving about some sponsor or YouTube or somebody who who bent us over. <laughs> um <sighs> So you're going to give stuff away this year, or do you not not have the confidence this year? I wouldn't Uh, have the confidence. This
0: year, I have too much confidence. Last year, I would agree to raffle something off in games that I thought they'd likely lose, and then they would go out there and beat the Ravens by 20 points on Sunday night, Mm -hmm. and somebody would end up with a Nick Folk jersey, which isn't even in stock.
1: (laughs) Didn't you have to buy a Winovich jersey? I did. I did. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Yep. So James Stewart tweeted today, Oh goodness! But, this but it was—it was, it was actually—I don't know what he was trying to get at with it, but uh, it was actually a survey question. But I thought it was a good question. He, but he said, "Speculation on TV is—is is that this may be Aaron Rodgers' final season in Green Bay? If you're the Patriots, would you trade multiple first-round picks to acquire Rodgers from the pack from the Packers?" Mm. So I'm wondering what you guys think if suddenly Aaron Rodgers becomes available on the trade market. Would you give up multiple first-round picks to bring in Aaron Rodgers to the Patriots? Oh, man, that's a good question.
0: Aaron Rodgers, man, I don't know how many years left he's going to have in the league. How old is he, 37, 38 maybe? Aaron
1: Rodgers is 37
0: years old. He'll be 38 in December. 38 in December. So he probably has three to five years left in him depending on how long he can go. I don't know if it would be worth it just because... Obviously, the Patriots are stacked up for the next three to five seasons based on all the contracts they've gone out and signed and given to these guys. But at the end of that, they're still going to be in a very similar position where they need the quarterback of the future. I don't know if it would be worth it to go out and spend that type of draft capital on Aaron Rodgers because they'll have no capital after that to go out and rebuild for, you know, the 2025 season, 2024 season, whatever it might be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that if they brought him in, they would definitely be trying to win that season. But I would prefer that they build for the future and be better years down the road than trying to bring him in and then win just that season because we don't know how long he's going to last. He's not necessarily going to be Tom Brady playing till he's probably 45. So, um, yeah, I would rather keep the picks.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I don't doubt that Aaron Rodgers can't go into his his you know later 40s or at least early 40s. You know, yep. um, I think that a lot of guys are taking care of their bodies and doing stuff. I don't, you know, I think Tom Brady did it first and other people are following. And I think especially the older quarterback. So I think before long, it's not going to be an anomaly to see an older quarterback. Maybe they won't have the same success as Tom Brady, but I right. don't see it. But yeah, I, it's not at 37 turning 38 years old. I mean, especially when you can give up multiple first round picks and trade up for like Justin Fields or. You know, or Trey Lance, or some of that nature. Yeah. The, the the difference between trading up in the draft for a quarterback and taking Aaron Rodgers is you know what you have coming with Aaron Rodgers in the draft. I remind everybody that Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky were all you know top three picks in, in NFL drafts, and you know right. look look how that turned out. Right. Yeah. Um. There's no guarantee when it comes to the draft. Rodgers right. would be a serious quarterback, but then it would be the Patriots would literally be in a win now situation. If you guys thought seven and nine was brutal, if you guys thought seven and nine was brutal, woo!
0: Yeah, it would, it would be a sellout for the next three to four, three four seasons for sure. And
1: yeah. then we're we're talking three win seasons after that,
0: right? And if they and if they don't win the Super Bowl, I mean, that's that would really really sucks because there's no guarantee that if they get Aaron Rodgers they're going to win it all
1: no exactly
2: well he's an NFC conference you know that's that's his his pit stop generally that's
0: true that's true one Super Bowl for the guy
2: like Mm
1: -hmm. I'm really yeah I know but I mean I can flip that around on our current quarterback at least Aaron has a ring that's our current, true. Our current quarterback doesn't. He couldn't get he couldn't win the big game. You know what I mean? At least when Aaron got there. And he did it pretty convincingly too against the Steelers. So I don't hold that against him. I don't look at that and say it's all Aaron Rodgers' fault that they don't, you know, win NFC championship games. It's like it's not all Tom Brady that the Patriots win Super Bowls and that the Bucks win Super Bowls. You know, like things happen, right? Mm-hmm. That that weak Chiefs offensive line and that Bucks defense had a lot to do with that Super Bowl win. So did Brady. I'm not discrediting Brady, but it, you know, it takes a team. Um, I've like, I've said that I am, I'm fine with us not doing well this season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I've already said that I'm fine with them not doing well this season To be good in 2022, 2023. Getting Aaron Rodgers would mean we're gonna be good this season. Right. Yeah. Mm, Probably next season, probably the season after that, but at some point the wheels are gonna fall off. What Belichick has actually done is bought this team time to get their quarterback, develop him, still draft some other players, have some young free agents, and this team kind of truck along. We're not going to see what happened the last 20 years. I've accepted that.
0: You know what I mean? We'll never see that again. No. And I've
1: accepted that. I'll be happy if we win a Super Bowl once in the next 10 years. I'm going to be honest with you. That's honestly
0: a very good point. No, absolutely. Because to win the Super Bowls like they've done, it just doesn't happen. I don't think we'll see it happen again. Most of the league would be happy to win one Super Bowl every 10 years.
1: Well, you look at Baltimore. They're still flexing their Super Bowl.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and they, in- and they're good every year. Baltimore's Baltimore's competitive every year, and it's uh, to win a Super Bowl. It's so hard. I think we take that for granted.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if we could trade up and get our hands on Trey Lance, which as you guys know is my guy, I'll even accept Justin Fields, even though I'm not overly high on Justin Fields. Yeah. And take that and hope that that guy turns into who we think they're gonna be, who we, we think it's gonna be. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I'm totally, totally cool with that. And I'm cool with us, you know, getting knocked out in the wild card game this year or winning eight games or nine games as we go through this transition. I'm not cool with bringing in Aaron Rodgers to be competitive for two years. And then we know we're going to be the Jaguars, the Jets, you know. Yep. of recent. I mean, the Jets had runs throughout this twenty year where, where they were battling us out, like battling with the Patriots. You know what I mean? And went to a they couple a, and they went to a couple AFC Championship games, right? Yeah. So I mean, you 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 know, with Mark Sanchez and, I was and Rex say, Ryan, yeah back with Mark <laughs> Sanchez, a, a guy who probably disappointed at the end because I think you know what I mean. There was a lot of high hopes for him. Right. So I just think that. You also got to take into consideration, too, that the AFC East is going to be really good in the next few years. Yeah, 100%. Like, I liked what the Jets did. If I was a Jets fan, I like what they did in free agency. I like that they had the second overall pick. You now have the choice to take Zach Wilson or stick with Aaron, Dar- Aaron Donald. Like, you can make that decision. You can stick with Aaron Donald and get a big receiver, a big line. You know, you're probably not taking a lineman with the second overall, but you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that the pay, that, that the Jets can do. We know where, you know, if Tua can take a step, we know where Miami is. We know where Buffalo is. We've seen the improvement from the Patriots. I've said it. We're two years away from the AFC East being the best division in football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably going to start this year with the – I forget the division that uh, Seahawks, 49ers, Rams – um who am I miss and you you guys know the division I'm talking about. I think that's gonna be the the uh east pretty soon in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, two years
0: two years from now, that's what we're gonna be looking at. And when you think about that, that was the disgrace of the league about seven, eight years ago. That was you know when the Seahawks were making the the playoffs at seven and nine.
2: Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah, no, absolutely.
0: And now they're dominant.
1: Uh, So Joe says, should we be worried that a young quarterback ends up in a Mac Jones situation at Alabama next year when they take over with all the talent? No. Uh, No, not at all. That's actually the perfect time to bring a young quarterback in. Right. Especially with the veterans that they have there. I mean, let the kid be successful. Um, If you ever watch the Brady, it's called the Brady Six, right? That documentary or whatever it is.
2: Yeah.
1: If you watch the Brady Six and they talk about that kid coming out of San Francisco. They got really big on, you know, you come out of the gates weak and you, you know, you have a bad showing. It can just derail your entire career.
0: Yes, yes.
1: I would way rather a Patriots quarterback be set up to, you know, even if you got to go through growing pains and you don't, you know, you're not competing for the Super Bowl in 2022 when you get your first start, but you're going through those growing pains, getting better, but having success. I'd much rather that. Look, did Jared Stidham throw in a pick six in his? game against the Jets and then getting immediately benched, did that do anything to his psyche? I'm not putting any blame on it. You know what I mean? But did that do anything to his psyche? Right? Like, it's...
2: That was the game where they took Brady out, put him in, and then took him back out and put Brady back in, right?
1: Correct. In a blowout. They they pulled Brady, put him out in a blowout, and then he threw a pick six and they they took him out.
2: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame him for having some sort of feeling about that either. I mean, that's a terrible first showing. I mean yeah, I wouldn't blame him at all.
0: Right. And I I think this team's good enough where they have enough talent out there that their quarterback, if they do go out there, they're not just going to get obliterated. They're going to be fine. They're going to be protected. And you know, the defense is going to be one of the best defenses of the week. They have a ton of uh, talent and offense. So they're not going to go out there like that guy from the 49ers, whose career just got crushed because he was just so bad from the beginning and he just got sacked a million times i don't see that happening for the patriots if they what do was his rookie. name i forget Itali- his name but italian i know ex- kid. it was an italian kid i know exactly who you're talking about i forget his name
1: all right ross sending my kids to college says <laughs> shades boomer McHomer. check your dms on twitter
2: now the question I did. That's why I was I laughing haven't. a few minutes I gotta ago. Go on there <laughs> later. Now the
1: questions. One shades thoughts on uh, Ole Miss, Elijah Moore, Sarah. Why were the Celtic fans having a meltdown last night on Twitter? Three boomer looking forward to April 7th. Yeah,
0: buddy.
2: Um, are we going in order or are we just your anything?
1: whole answers is just, yeah buddy
0: <laughs> oh i thought we were going in order as well i thought it was no, no you go first you go you want to go in reverse order?
1: yeah go reverse order
0: i am also looking forward to april 7th i can already feel myself coming down with a cold i don't <laughs> think i'll be able to make it into work that day that's all mm-hmm. i'll
2: say there <laughs> i i approve of that um why were the celtics having a meltdown last night i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't watch the end of the game celtics um,
1: fans having a
2: meltdown yeah yeah um I had convinced myself that I was the reason why they, that they were playing bad. And then the second I stopped watching them, they only lost by one point. So um, I think it was because of the the trade deadline. People thought Marcus Smart was going to be traded today. He didn't. Then there were rumors that they were willing to trade Jalen Brown, which was ridiculous. So I don't know. But um, I think they're fine now. They're not thrilled about who they picked up in the trades. But I think they just need to chill out
1: uh Connor. before i talk about uh elijah moore do you want to give your opinion on him um i
0: don't have much to say on elijah moore but i would like to say mcchicken did chime in with that kid's name elijah moore no, the one we were talking about from the forty. Oh, the Italian kid. Yeah, Giovanni Carmazzi.
1: Yes, Carmazzi. That's his name. Uh, uh, Elijah Moore.
0: I do think he's going to be pretty good in the NFL if if he can be successful. But you know, if he doesn't come out and you know really <laughs> highlight his skills, I think he might struggle. <laughs> He'll say, be
2: really good if he can be successful.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if he can't, he's probably going to struggle. I, I will say <laughs> that much about him.
1: He's quick. He's fast. He's short. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good at, you know, really good athleticism.
0: I like these things.
1: Uh, pretty tough. Uh, f- from what I've, you know, what they say about him and read, about- I didn't watch a whole lot of Ole Miss. They're not, you know, I don't, I don't believe they're in the big 10, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> uh, pretty tough, pretty good, pretty goal getter. Um, draft network says that he's fits in any offensive system. He's a bottom of the roster slot receiver and a kick returner. So he's Julie Nettleman. So pretty much it's, uh, you know, that probably be, be Julie Edelman's profile, right? Quarter, except it would say quarterback. Who, yeah. Right. Uh, who does it, uh, depending where he goes in the draft. I don't, you know, again, I don't want them to pick him in the first round. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's a guy who could fit the, could fit the team. Yeah. You know, they're saying more as a late first rounder. I'm seeing people. He's a saying, second yeah, round. Second. He's a second rounder in my mind. Yeah. Um, I'd rather the Patriots go at 15, go after one of the big names. If it's not a quarterback, a big linebacker, uh, you know, uh, a big somebody. And if they can get him in the second, great. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you check your DMs?
1: No, not yet. No, me neither. I, I, I don't have my phone on me.
2: Well, fine. <laughs> it was <laughs> funny. That's why I was laughing.
0: Nice.
1: Connor, we got any comments here?
0: We got a lot of comments here. Let's see. Speaking of Elijah Moore. Patriot Nation says Elijah Moore reminds me of T. Y. Hilton.
2: I don't know anything about college, so I can't comment.
0: No. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Than, it's I mean shorter. He needs to be successful in order to be good. Other than that.
0: I, I would mean, agree. I would agree with that
1: one there. Mm-hmm. Shorter. You sure? oh, Acer wrote me back. Did they?
2: I had a feeling they were because you tagged them. I was like, they're probably gonna see this and be like, uh oh. Especially with a picture involved, like
1: Ray. We're sorry to hear you're having problems with your device, Ray. Allow us to help you. Hmm. We have <laughs> have you made any recent updates or changes before the issue started, Erica? I'm going to publicly address this. I'm not going to DM them. I will respond later. I won't spend my whole uh, <laughs> I won't spend my whole my, the whole podcast arguing with Acer. All right, fair. But enough. I will. I will be dealing with this. I, w- I will be dealing with this.
0: All right, we'll we'll need an update on uh Sunday night.
2: Okay,
1: so oh, I saw this today. I have seen Mika Parsons attached. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. My chicken sent me a DM. I've yeah. seen Mika Parsons attached to the Patriots, and if he's there, he did you see his forty today?
0: I did see that. I don't see much on Twitter these days, but I did see him run that 40. That was ridiculous.
1: 4.35. Yeah.
2: Is he a linebacker?
1: Yeah, linebacker. Okay. I don't think. I want to know what you guys in the comments think. I want to know what you guys in the comments think. Is he, is he going to fall to 15? 4.35.
0: The seal said he ran a 4.4. 4.35. 4. I'm, look, I'm looking yeah. at
1: the, what they just sent me right now. Make sure you can send me the Penn State update. Four point three five. I want to know what you guys think. Will he fall
2: to fifteen? I've seen him at fifteen in a lot of mocks, but I mean that's also assuming the Patriots stay. Yeah, I know. That's
0: that's the thing though. You guys think that because of how well
1: he ran this, that's going to move him up all of a sudden? And I love this. Like the next, I think that everybody who knows me knows that my like my favorite non Patriots goes JJ Watt, Ray Lewis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wanna know what you guys think though. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna drop out of I don't think he's gonna drop to the fifteen. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that the Patriots are gonna
0: try and move up and get a quarterback anyway, so that he might not even be the in the cards for him as great as it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah. like they're they're saying here, Parsons is a perfect Von Miller replacement in Denver. So if the quarter if a quarterback's not available for them, he probably goes there. Other people have seen him slipping into the twenties. I don't get that. I've don't, seen him. I have seen him dropping in the. I've seen him dropping in the draft as well.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Maybe today will change that, low. though. Yeah, right. well, maybe his his performance today will change it. So, who knows?
1: The uh, the only thing that McChicken is saying he's got off the field issues. So did Ray Lewis. So the perfect thing. Yeah, that's a good that point. Can Make him fall. Maybe that's, that's it.
2: Point. What's the off field issues though?
1: I
0: don't know.
2: Like I how bad? The,
0: that's a good question.
2: <laughs> like is it just an attitude thing? Is it like he has multiple DUIs? Like what is it? Cuz like I think I feel like when they say that it's such a general thing. You never really know what they're saying, like what what it means. Right. But I don't know anything about him, so uh,
1: let's look at everything.
2: It's saying bullying, work ethic. That's mm. what people are saying. He bullied a bunch of people. Oh,
1: that's not good. I
2: don't
1: know. Uh, Honestly, people have concerns about things that came up. I believe that I was a kid, you know, age 17, 18. We all made mistakes, and we were 17 or 18. I'm not going to let it control or dictate the person I am now.
2: Okay. Well.
1: Uh, He says, I talked to the Lions a couple of times. Of course you did. I got a feeling they were going to be all over him. Yeah. Uh, I talked to the Lions a couple of times, Parsons says, when he was asked an SI All Lions if he met with Detroit. I spoke with the coach again today. We had a great conversation. Honestly, I would be blessed to really go anywhere. But obviously, uh, playing on a team with with Chris Spielman, someone who could enhance my game would be terrific for me, someone who I could learn from and grow. Uh, He's going to go to the Lions. I know he's going to go to the Lions.
0: Yeah, the Lions. Yeah, that would make sense. The Lions are... are High number enough seven? in the
1: draft, yeah, they're high up to get them, and they don't need a QB. No, and that bothers me because the Lions have been one of my targets for uh, trades.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them trading with them too, especially Might for have to a go quarterback. To the Bengals, yeah.
1: The
0: Bengals don't need a QB. Mm-hmm. But
1: number, f- number five in the draft, though. Number five to seven.
0: Yeah, that's where you want to be. The Eagles are six, right?
1: Are they six or f- no? They're five. I thought the Bengals were five. No, yeah, the Bengals are five. Yeah, what I'm the Eagles is, are is six. Eagles are six. but I'm saying, trading five to seven is a difference between a first to second in Stephon Gilmore and a first and second in Nikhil Harry.
0: Right, right. You know what I mean? I know that like one position in that early part of the draft is huge. Crazy. Well,
1: Love Vibration says, I like Zavin Collins at 15. Um, if you don't take a quarterback there another big boy i think he's like what the 250 pounds or something like that he's tall too he's like six three or six four i like Um, tall
0: big fast strong people
2: strong men
1: yeah he he's he's a guy he's actually pretty versatile i'm trying to remember what the hell
2: I wish he's I could a pretty contribute. versatile
1: guy. I'm pretty sure he can he can pass rush and he can drop into coverage. Like I'm pretty sure he's versatile enough to do both. Yeah, uh, he's a big boy. He's a he's a big big boy. Um, it's a good linebacker. I just saw someone saying it's true. It, it, it's a good linebacker class going into yeah. this year's draft. So right. if the Patriots did, I mean, if you're looking at replacing Hightower, you know, and Patriot Nation was put it. Uh, Xavian uh, Collins is a perfect high tower. I'll put it up there. Xavian high tower replacement. McChicken said I got it. So yeah. Versatile. Can rush, can drop into coverage. He can do a lot of things. Um.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is he is he a first rounder?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. I assume. Um
2: so I guess it it really depends on if the Patriots are going to move up and get a quarterback or not. It's hard to say. I mean, that's what it seems right. like they're going to do. It seems like what makes the most sense. But then there's, of course, there's players that they could try and get at 15 that seem good too. So
0: yeah, they're in a good position right now. They really are. They have mm-hmm. the team all built up through free agency. So I don't think they can really make a wrong move. Although I really want to see them move up and get
2: a uh, QB. Yeah.
1: Connor, read Marcus. your boy Marcus is.
0: Marcus, what's up, man? He says one thing I just don't get why is everybody in the entire media is hating on Cam Newton. Just stop it. Stop hating on Cam Newton. Dear Pat's Nation Talk. I love y'all. We love you too, man. I appreciate that. I agree. Everyone yep, is great. hating on Cam, man. I, I I don't disagree with you there. He this is his uh this is his big moment though. This is his put up or shut up season. I'll say that, you know, if if Cam plays well, he's gonna quiet down all the haters. No one's gonna have anything left to say.
2: I agree.
1: You got to go deeper to that for your boy, Sarah, the guys.
2: Well, yeah. No, I've been saying it forever. I mean, I was saying it all last season that I thought it was ridiculous. The things that they were saying. And of course the season didn't go nearly as well as people were hoping. I'm sure expectations for cam were much higher. Even himself. He said that. Um, so it is a little exhausting to keep hearing it because I think the team's improved. And I think that he deserves a chance to have a team that's built around him. And, um, Go into the season feeling like he's capable of being better, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't. Then you guys were right, but I don't think you should go into the season like that. Like what the, the the approach that Ray is taking? Do that. Hope for the best. If it doesn't turn out well, then we were wrong.
1: Yeah. So someone's asking about Horn here, and I just saw him in a mock draft the other day going to the Patriots. Uh, he's a cornerback out of.
2: I couldn't tell you me neither <laughs> out of
1: a call. South Carolina, South okay. Carolina. There we go. Out of South Carolina. Um, zone guy. A uh, little bit of press coverage, not a whole lot of sort of, you know, man to man coverage. You know what I mean? He's good at press. He's good to zone um, outside guy. Probably one of the top cornerbacks in the draft. Um patronation is a joe horn son i didn't even know that
0: oh i was i was literally just going to make a joke about that and say hey he's related to joe horn yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah he's he's a really good corner uh i happened to who was i watching i was just watching a uh a film room on him by somebody and um yeah so see McChicken's saying he's probably one of the best uh coverage corners in the draft. But he's a press coverage corner, man coverage. He's one of the best. He's a press coverage corner. Yeah. Which is a lot of kid, a lot of NFL players kids coming up in this draft. Yeah. My <laughs> issue with guys who are primarily press is is strength, especially early in their careers because to play press you have to be strong. Yeah. Um where if you look at Gilmore, he can play off man. You know what I mean? Like he can play off man. He can he can play press like he can he can cover he has the kind of sort of speed and strength to play both but he's young. I mean they could teach him to play more off man but if you watch him play off man in that film room that's what he was talking about that's where he got burnt a lot. Right. Is he a
2: first is he a projected first rounder too?
1: I think he's the best corner in the draft to be honest okay. with you. So yes, if I may be wrong, if you guys let me know. I think though that he's the best in the draft.
2: Yeah. So many people that the Patriots could choose from then
1: lot of opportunity.
2: Yeah. I mean, and this is the time to take advantage of it.
1: Mike Larry says we could use a single high safety as well. Uh, more guys with double team weapons adds another dimension they never had. I think eventually Jalen Mills is going to become our safety. I feel yeah. like he's there. I know he's going to be like, I think he's there for the Patrick Chung role right now, but I would not be surprised if he dropped into. Uh, and I've always said that I would rather see Joanne Williams mm-hmm. play at strong safety. Yeah, you know what i mean and would love to see williams play at strong safety and maybe drop wills back to that 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 high safety yeah
2: and and weren't people saying that he plays better as a safety anyway like he's versatile and can play multiple parts but people prefer like where he's done better at safety jalen mills I mean
1: uh they say he's strong but but he played a lot of strong safety for them last year the thing is he's mm. so if you look at his snaps he actually played more like Jason McCourty last year. The snaps are almost identical from where they played all over the field. Like because Jason McCordy, a lot of people don't realize how versatile Jason McCordy is. He's a guy who's play he plays everywhere. He played some strong safety, you know. He played out of the slot. He played on the outside. He played uh, uh, high safety. He kind of plays everywhere, all over the field. And, and Jalen Mills was very similar to him. That's why I think he's when he was originally drafted. I thought he was J Max replacement. Hmm. Um, Joe says Cardona turns 29 shortly draft his replacement.
0: I don't like this comment by Joe. He's insinuating people with 29 year olds.
2: <laughs> Imagine <laughs> those who are older and how we feel.
0: Jeez. I know
2: we're, or the true boomers. It's not baby boomer, baby boomer, Boom, ba- baby Boston, baby boomer. I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a
1: tween. I'm like a tweener because I'm, I'm You're older. in
2: between.
1: Well, I am because I'm not quite the douchebag millennial and I'm not quite the, you know, zero tolerance, Gen X, you know, Mm -hmm. I have tall, you know, on one side I I get social justice. I'm, you know I I'm open to other people's ideas and views and on the low end and the other end, I'm not like an entitled little prick that thinks the whole world should be handed to him. You know what I mean? So I kind of sit right in between and I think, you know, I need to go off about this for a second if I can. (laughs) Okay. So, Connor, you're 30 years old. Soon to be. Soon to be. Soon to be. How dare
2: you age him? How dare you?
1: Seriously. I'm still in my 20s. You are like that younger millennial. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think about those Patriots?
0: They're going to be legit, kid.
1: Because I think the purpose of